Hello fellow humans, Chris here again. So, yeah, it's a little bit cold. I am outside and it's a little bit cold today, as you can see. Um, just wanted to uh, follow up on the conversation we had last night uh, regarding the events of yesterday. Um, today, I just wanted to talk a little bit more introspectively about it and kind of just comment on my thoughts on society and humanity, I guess, to an extent. Um, you know, a, a lot of what this show, if you can call it that, podcast, YouTube channel, uh, is about is about the way people get their information, the way people process and apply that information, and just the sources that they use and the way our biases and our subjectivity and all the stuff that makes us human, you know, everything that makes us who we are and all the influences outside media, family, social pressures and everything, um, they all, they all work together to create this identity, right? Of, of who we are, what we believe, what we perceive and our biases and everything, everything that goes into it. I have been fascinated over the last 24 hours in some of these conversations and threads that I've seen on various social media. Um, first of all, I just want to comment on the fact, address the fact that the president had his, his Twitter and his Facebook blocked, uh, literally blocked yesterday, which I, I, I personally think was... Uh, uh, it's far far too late in the game. It should have happened a lot sooner, but still quite fascinating to actually say that. I saw I saw Mark Zuckerberg's uh, post this morning on Facebook uh, explaining why uh, why they chose to do that. And um, yeah, I mean it's pretty incredible. Um, it's not it, it's not censorship uh, for anybody that thinks that's the case. Uh, not the definition of censorship. Uh, yeah, and censorship is when it's applied by the government. Uh, Donald Trump actually is a, an entity of the government. Um, Twitter and Facebook are private entities. We know this. But with everything that's happened, I have just seen a, a plethora of views being shared by people. People who are anti-Trump, people who are pro-Trump. That, that stuff is kind of, you know, understandable. I don't, in a vacuum, I don't understand supporting Trump. Uh, I don't understand standing by him at this point in the game after everything. But if you do, you know, that's, that's who you are. And I, I, I get it, I guess. Uh, it boggles my mind, but, you know, that's what it is, right? So there's people who are, who are in support of what's happened, and there are those who aren't. Obviously, that's, that's painting with a very broad brush. There's also people who are apparently Trumpsters, but they don't condone what happened yesterday, but they don't actually believe that those were Trumpsters that did that. They think that they were uh, Antifa undercover. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on around there. But take those two sides out of it, right? Take the people like myself, uh, who, you know, if you've been watching me, you know what my views are on this, um, and then take out the people who are just purely pro-Trumpsters who are supporting him to the bitter end here. 
there's also people who and not some kind of gross anomaly and and where where the conversation gets interesting is like in this particular example that happened with me um, the original poster was basically saying is this is this making America great you know are we greater now you know with the events of yesterday and somebody commented um, every politician has something something going on and, and and I think his whole point was it's all a distraction to distract us from the fact that we're getting screwed by both sides the 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 interesting thing about it was that I, I didn't believe that he was completely wrong in saying some of that but I didn't think that it was the appropriate response to the point that was being made which was that that uh, Donald Trump is is responsible for this to the extent that he has fueled the fire for this kind of thing to happen he's encouraged it he's condoned it and as I said in the previous video this is who we've known for him to be all this time all right I had to switch trees I had uh, my 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 little ones were uh, were not letting me have the quiet time that I needed uh, I am at my orange tree now yes I have I have more than one tree. I actually have a, a plum tree and a lemon tree, orange tree. Um, we've got um, rosemary bushes, and we have cherry plums. You know what? I that that could be a topic for another another video. Um, back on back on the topic here. The the point was just that um, it seems that there's a a, a group of people that act as if. Trump is just another example of corruption in politics, and my point was that, yeah, I mean, the government on a whole is not particularly looking out for us. I'm not going to argue that, but it's a false equivalency to act like the stuff that's going on now is just another iteration of the same stuff that's been happening all along. He actually brought up um, the, the birther movement for Obama and seemed to be implying that that was the same kind of thing as, as people acting like uh, Trump is a quote Nazi now, as if those are, those are the same thing. And I just made the point to him that, you know, no, uh, first off, I, I don't believe that the government on a whole is looking out for us. You know, you're not going to really get an argument, argument from me there, but to the uh, point of the conversation, um, it, it's, it's, it just seems preposterous to me that you would, you would uh, try to act like Trump isn't some insane, unhinged anomaly um, that there's a reason why he's been banned from his social media in the last 24 hours there's a reason why a lot of people in fact reports have been coming out that members within his cabinet are having discussions about invoking the 25th amendment uh, as it pertains to uh, a president being um, unfit to serve or, or incapacitated in a certain in any way um, 
there's a reason why those conversations are happening right now. This is not normal. Um, this is not uh, acceptable or appropriate, and, and we can't sit back and be lazy and just say that, like, well, this is just this is just how you know screwed up politics in America is. And this is just what we've had. It's garbage in, garbage out. Again, I, I don't disagree with the overall sentiment that things in the government haven't been working well for us. This is why two videos ago when I talked about the three branches of government and the failings there, that, that's kind of what I was talking about. Not going to get an argument there, but um, we have to we have to be able to call a spade a spade and acknowledge that there's something really wrong here. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to talk about was just you know, the topic of who we are, this, this whataboutism that we get, and, and, and it's, it seems like it started with Trump back in 2016 when it was, when it was, uh, grabbing by the pussy, and it was like, well, look at all the lawsuits that Bill Clinton had, you know, even though he actually wasn't running against Bill Clinton, but the point being, you know, you can't hold me accountable for what I said because somebody else did some shitty things 25 years ago, that was sort of the beginning of whataboutism, at least in the Trump world, and it just seems like it's, it's gone to extreme levels now to where the last 24 hours I've just been hearing so much about Black Lives Matter, and it just keeps coming up. And, you know, I think the thing that a lot of people don't get... Um, and I don't think the people that are watching this right now, I don't think, fall into this category. So I'm probably preaching to the choir. But a lot of people don't seem to get that, for one, the cause matters. You know, if you're, you're trying to overthrow a, a democratic election, you're trying to scapegoat democracy you know um, and you're going through violent means to do that Th that looks like a coup your your aim is to reinstate your dear leader uh, not you're not fighting for justice for equality the people who participate in Black Lives Matter protests are not trying to take out the system of government that we have. They're not trying to underwrite or undermine democracy itself. They're trying to fight for social justice. This is pretty, pretty obvious distinction. So that's the first part. The second part is there's always going to be destruction, right? There's always going to be some level of violence when protests happen, and I do not, nor have I ever condoned violent behavior, whether it comes from Black Lives Matter, Antifa, or white nationalists, Proud Boys, whatever. I don't support any of it. I never have said that I do. Um, but the thing that a lot of people miss about these types of situations is not that it doesn't happen on the other side, but it happens on here. You know, we get it. Okay, you're going to say, what about Black Lives Matter? Fine. What about the Portland buildings? Okay, sure. The thing that people are missing about that is the way it is handled is different. 
That's a big part of the problem. You have Donald Trump tweeting back in June that anybody that participates in the vandalizing of federal buildings should get a minimum 10-year sentence. Yet, these white folks yesterday that did just that, he says, well, you know, we love you and you're very special. That's an inherent problem right there. Very apparent, very obvious issue for that. It's the same thing with police brutality matters. The things that the Black Lives Matter people are talking about, you know, it always gets it always gets countered with like, well, what about black on black crime? And I'm not even getting into the statistics right now. I'm just talking about the fact that that whataboutism is used, but the part that's missed is the way it is handled. The fact that tear gas didn't even come out yesterday, but it came out for those people that were peacefully protesting outside that church that Trump decided to do his little Bible shoot uh, photo op with. Those are the things that they're talking about. You know, I, I, I also talk about, again, where people get their information, the sources of information, because this also came up. So as we talk about, again, people and their information and their biases, their jumps to conclusion, this also comes up, um, you know, you get into these these arguments when the, the what about is and with Black Lives Matter comes up um, and it's 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 acted as if these two entities are on equal footing and the fact of the matter is they're not and this is the thing that I have brought up a couple times but usually I just kinda I'll put the information out there and then I kinda just walk away because you know at the end of the day it, it doesn't do any good arguing with these people and uh, it's just bad for your mental health I think um, but this person was saying that basically Antifa, Black Lives Matter, they're responsible for all this destruction in the last year, just in the wake of George Floyd and everything. Since 1994, uh, right-wing political violence has accounted for the vast majority of terrorist activity that has happened in this country. That includes uh, e even more than left-wing violence, more than religious uh, violence, more than ISIS-related or... Uh, Islamic, Al-Qaeda, Al those types of uh, sources of terrorism. Uh, over the last 26 years, um, the only time that, that left-wing violence actually took a little bit higher uh, uh, rate in the game was in the early 2000s, and that typically was uh, regarding either the Iraq War or animal rights activists and things like that. But that's for that's for transparency, the fact that the, this is a this is a scientific research-based study um, that says this, and uh, this was from the Center for Strategic and International Studies, which I will include a link in the description, uh, basically outlines the last 26 years, and in fact, in the, in the years 2019 and 2020 in particular, right-wing violence shot up, and in, in the year 2020, from, I believe it was January through June, 2020, uh, right-wing extremist violence accounted for 90% of the violent terrorist activity that happened in this country. So I showed that, and I've, I've showed this source a couple times in different discussions online, and the comment about that I wanted to make was that this is not obtained from the media, because the thing that I hear a lot is like, oh, well, you just get your information from... You know, liberal left-wing media um, 
No, I actually don't. I uh, I actually don't watch very much cable news. I, I get a lot of more information from different news sources, a variety, um, reputable sources and studies, research and things like that. Um, I, I don't rely on just mainstream media too much. Anyway, um, I am running out of time, unfortunately, um, this, doing this on the phone, and uh, normally I would do this uh, after kids were asleep, but I just, I wanted to get some of this out there while it was on my mind. Um, I will uh, catch you all again soon, I'm about to run out of time, and uh, talk to you all again. Have a great rest of your day, and don't be afraid to question the consensus.